Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Kaita fakaronga mai koe kito tato al horihori kita reo ererangi or Aotearoa. You're with Our Changing World on RNZ National, and now a bionic arm. I was in Dunedin last week for the International Science Festival. Among the overseas guests joining all the local talent were three Americans from a small company with big aspirations. Limitless Solutions, and that's spelt L-I-M-B, have made it their mission to design and build cheap but very effective and stylish prosthetic arms for kids. 14-year-old Corey Simon was born without his right hand and forearm. It certainly hasn't held him back in any way. He plays the trombone and is a mean fencer, but he reckons there are things he could do with a second bionic arm. I dropped by while Albert, Katie and Brendan from Limitless were fine-tuning Corey's 3D-printed arm. So about two years ago, we were reached out to by a family in Orlando, Florida, who was asking if we could build their son a bionic arm. And coming from aerospace engineering, the first thing I did was rally up a group of friends. And we're really inspired by Ivan Owen's work, um, who invented the first 3D printed mechanical hands. For Alex, because he didn't have an elbow, we had to go with a bionic and electronics route. So we really rallied our team and developed these electronics that could empower it. And then as it kept progressing, and Robert Downey Jr. delivered an arm for Alex with the Iron Man theme, we tried to incorporate as much of the art as possible. And so now today you're seeing a culmination of about two years later of this dream about could you 3D print bionic arms and give them away for free. So, Brendan, you've got the arm there. Yes. Do you want to talk me through it? For the fingertips, we use uh, actually money counters. They have relatively good grip, and the uh, parents can take them off if they get dirty and clean them. And then inside, we have a custom electronic board that we uh, spent, what, a year developing? We had a whole senior design project devoted to making a board. And then we have a, uh, the sleeve, which is uh, designed for, off of a, like a sleek sports car. It's got the, the lines and a, just a, a relatively clean paint job. And then uh, the cuff to hold the, uh, the bionic arm onto the arm of the recipient. And then on the back, we have a battery because uh, we want to reduce the weight in the arm. So the further, the closer up you have it to the core of the body, the less weight they feel. So tell me a bit more about the design process of those electronics took a year to pull together. Originally, when we first started, this was you know a handmade electronic device. So with a PCB um, and a bunch of sensors, and then we wired it all up. And since then, we've been able to really progress. Now we've had these electronics professionally made by an outside company. Um, and it goes through all the rigorous testing. And then we've added our own little bit of flair, and it allows the hand to open and close just like on command. So when Corey flexes his bicep or his forearm muscle um, on his reduced limb, he's able to actuate it however he wants. So what have you got in there that's actually doing the finger flexing? So we have jewelry cord uh, to help uh, bring the, like, uh, the tension um, in the hand, but uh, we just have a servo motor that just turns, and that's it, to open and close the hand. We really want the arm to pattern um, the user so that the hand is designed to be dexterous and 
to have a touch of that human form without going into that uncanny valley to where it looks un unnatural. Um, and so with the sleeves, we really wanted to really be expressive and to not just be doll plastic. And so in this case, we tried to have this really sleek finish um, that really accents, Corey, that missing part of your, your hand or your arm is not a detriment, but it's just a facet of, of who Corey is. And we wanted to highlight who he is and his fencing and all the different things that he's remarkable at, as opposed to ever downplaying it and just putting on a, a piece of doll plastic. So, Corey, you've had arms before. So what have they allowed you to do, and how is this one different? Uh, in my previous arms, it's just been a thumb movement that opens and closes when you extend your arm. So you don't get the full hand movement. But with this one, it's controlled my muscles, so it's easier to do use because you don't have to extend to do it and the whole hand opens and closes which is better. Tell me about what you've got on your arm at the moment you've got the electrodes are they stuck on? Yeah uh, so the electrodes have a gel which stick on and then you put wires onto them that attach to the arm and when you flex it senses the electric signal in your muscle and it, it causes that um, to open and close. We have three color uh, leads. So we have a, a black one, which is uh, the reference. Um, it basically cancels out any electrical signal that you, your body naturally produces through your skin or anything else. And then the red and the blue actually pick up the signal of the muscle you're trying to activate or the one you're trying to measure. And then it sends a, a signal of a value. And then we have it, uh, our program that if it's above a certain value, it says activate and then it opens or closes the hand depending on which state it's already in. So if it's closed, it opens, and if it's open, it closes it. Okay, so you're connected up there, Corey? Yes. I feel like it might go on the first go. So, clenching the hand, opening it up. So you've had this, what, a day or two now? Uh, yes, uh, we first tried it out on Monday and spent some time changing things. And then today there's a, a little bit of running repairs going on. What did you manage to do to it last night? I was using it and I was picking stuff up and then the finger just stopped moving. Yeah, but the good thing about this is that even though the finger stopped moving, you've been able to fix it today. Yeah, so with knowing what you're doing, it probably takes five to ten minutes to repair what he, what he broke, uh, <laughs> which is... Uh, one of the stiffer cords, but if uh, something else were to break, it might take a little longer. But something like this is a relatively quick fix. And it's actually designed that that's the first thing that'll break. That way it protects the rest of the hand and all the electronics. And so it's much easier to just fix the cord and get him back up and running. Corey experienced that, I think, while crushing a, a red soda cup. So you're pretty proud of him for that. Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> It's incredible. What a, what power. <laughs> so, Corey, tell me a bit more about what you think this new hand might enable you to do. Uh, this hand, I think, would be, be easier to hold things because you'll be able to hold things in, like, your whole hand and you can put things in between other fingers as well. So is it intuitive to use? When we first used it, it probably took me, like, ten minutes to probably get start to get it to move because we test different places the, the electrodes and uh, actually using the muscles in that arm. So, so getting the electrodes in the right place was yeah. key? You had to get them on muscles and actually flexing fast enough 
to get the electric signal light pink. Took some time to learn. So you made this in the States and bought it out here? Yes, we did. It was 3D printed um, in our shop in Orlando, Florida. How long does it take to print one? About 30 hours of when you hit go to when you can take it out. But there's still a little post-processing that you have to do after it's printed. So I would say like two days of printing plus the post-processing. And then you have the raw plastic. And then you still have to sand. We do surface treatments and other things and paint. Yeah, I would say with the painting process, it takes about three to four days. Uh, we like to add character to the arm to give it a personality. And the the process of doing that protects the arm in the long run. It allows it to withstand elements such as the sun, where we come from in Florida. It's really intense, so it can withstand the heat as well. And its longevity uh, is granted because of the paint. But then we can also uh, grow the arm as the child grows, which is the unique thing about 3D printing. With normal prosthetics, you get one and you have it for years, and it doesn't necessarily match your size. But with this, it's it's as similar as like a Lego piece, so you just get a new one and it, and it grows with the child. Corey, it runs on a rechargeable battery? Yes, so you can charge it at night. It's got a very uh, good battery life. So it'll like, last you through the day? Yes, and um, you just plug it into the wall and it charges like a cell phone. So, Vanda, you've been doing some work with the Polytech here as well. What have they been doing? Well, we started out this process probably about one or two months ago, and the first part was coming in with Corey and um, doing the measuring, and they took a lot of photographs. And then uh, over the incoming weeks, Corey was involved with uh, the design school and actually designing um, his own idea of what he would like for a sleeve so that was really fun and that's the wonder of 3D printing is the sleeve part of it um, there's no reason why you can't have more than one you know you could have a going out sleeve if you wanted or because um, the hand piece itself does slide out of that sleeve so you know there are, there are options there it'll be a bit fiddly and we'll have to work out how to do that part of this afternoon for us is Corey and myself and Corey's brother are going to learn how to tweak and troubleshoot the, the, the small stuff. But if there's any major issues, um, they're also training up a local engineer at the Polytechnic here who can step in and sort out problems. So these are obviously more affordable than a normal prosthetic arm? So it costs us about $350 US to produce just the material costs and not the time, not the machines. Um, and so right now we give them away to every family um, at no charge. So how does that compare to a standard arm? So in the United States, for a medical-grade arm, um, the costs with insurance can be $40,000. Um, and so our hope is to be able to show that uh, families shouldn't have to pay because their child is missing part of their limb. And we're going to do everything we can to make that a reality. That was Limitless Solution founder Albert Monero. And we also heard from Katie Monero and engineer Brendan Jones, as well as Corey Simon and his mum, Vander. Thanks for listening to this Our Changing World podcast. Check out our webpage for photos and web features. rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. Kia ora mai.